Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 389. I am high, high on cockalorum. High cockalorum. I feel like you can't say that phrase without, like, doing a, an accent. This is the better version? <laughs> to those not in the know, this is take two, and this is the one we're keeping. Great. <laughs> I love it. All right, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's full on high cockalorum today on the B movie wow, breakdown, a weekly podcast yeah. where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesome bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck is cockalorum? Uh, so each week's movie can be revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. Uh, make sure you listen to the end of every episode. That's where we let you know what the next movie is going to be and where you can watch it. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, do so at BNB Podcast on Twitter or at B Movie Breakdown on Instagram. That's the place you really want to go. Uh, screw that other little bird up its fucking little tight ass. All, all right. That's moving on. Moving along. A little tweet. Moving right along. Right up its tweeter. Uh, so, yeah, follow all us right. on <laughs> at B Movie Breakdown on Instagram. And uh, check out everything we got going on over there. Or email us, bmbpodcast at gmail.com if you want to do that as well. Um, Nick, do you got anything you want to mention? If you're down for spooky stories and stuff, you should listen to the podcast called Weird and Feared, where me and my good friend Zach discuss such spooky stories. You can find that where you find other podcasts, um, just like this one, this beautiful thing you're listening to right now. Have you guys talked about water babies on um Nope podcast? It's gonna it's gonna be a big negatory oh, right there. In the state of Idaho, there is a body of water where it is said that uh the river is haunted by supernatural beings called water babies, which are spirits of drowned babies. Well <laughs> mental note. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. It's uh, it's the uh, people have reported seeing these water spirits playing in the canals and rivers in the Massacre Rocks area. It's called Massacre Rocks. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> uh, what's the most important thing that happened here? Oh, they all got massacred. That's what we'll call it forever now. Well, you never know. Maybe one day if you go down to the riverbank, you may just hear... In the distance, uh, the baby, the sound of a baby crying. Is it a baby crying because it was drowned or because it's forced to be a chimney sweep against its will? <laughs> why, why is the baby's crying? I, um, why is, that's what I said. Why is the baby's crying? I'm not quite sure, but when I was Googling, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to know what they were saying in the song in this movie. So I was Googling water babies and then like water, I typed in the water babies. And one of the Google searches was of massacre rocks. So I had to click on that to see what was going on with the water babies. And the first article says the sinister story behind this popular Idaho State Park will give you chills. Oh, my God. There you go. But then there's also the water babies of Massacre Rocks. And it says you. Oh, never mind. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a website called Weird USA. But um, they're talking about. I thought they were talking about Utah at first. I was like, that just said Idaho. Anyways. Um, 
If you didn't listen to last week's episode and you didn't weren't paying attention to what we were just saying for the context clues, this week's movie is a hybrid film, half animated, half live action. Uh, it's a movie from what year is this movie from, Nick? Do you remember what this movie is from? What year this movie is from? It's from nineteen. No, I just was. It's from nineteen seventy-eight. It was filmed in nineteen seventy-six. Didn't come out till nineteen seventy-eight. That is the Water Babies. It's the best of the worst. What era is this supposed to take place in? Obviously, like te- olden times. It tells you in the beginning that it's the story of a 1850s chin- chimney sweep. Oh, 1850s. I missed that little factoid. 1850s, it was like right in the beginning. 1850s. <clears throat> um, because this this movie is actually based on a book that uh, was released in 1863. It's wild. Came out. 115 years after the source uh, source material by Charles Kingsley, who uh, first published that novel in its entirety. Um, the mo- apparently the movie's source book uh, was uh, was actually called "The Water Babies: A Fairy Tale for a Land Baby." I mean, titles used to be so long. That's just what happens. Yeah, especially in 1863. <laughs> Because the title is also like the advertising, so it tells you a little bit more. Because it's you're not going to see the commercial, right? It doesn't exist unless you know? you're on the just on the streets or on the market screaming about it, like in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So that that scene was a little wild. That like market scene. The, it was, was awesome. What was that guy selling those dead animals? Hey, selling pelts. No, I don't think it was pelts. It was like a whole dead animal. I couldn't tell what well, it can, was though. You can eat it if you want. Yeah. It's 1850. Just be happy everyone there was everyone there was just happy they're still alive. Yeah, that one guy <laughs> there was that one guy he was just uh, making silly faces for money. Hey, it's a good game. <laughs> children nickel. Children were paying him to make silly faces. That's literally he was very creepy looking. Uh but uh yeah, so this movie it's about a uh, a boy named Tom, Thomas or Tom, whichever one you want to go with. Uh Both. he's a chimney sweep. He's only ever been a chimney sweep ever since he can remember. He was a chimney sweep. Yeah, I forget at what point in the movie I was just like, Tom's an orphan, right? Tom has no family. <laughs> they just found this kid and decided he's cleaning chimneys. Yep. It's literally what happened. Yeah, because he mentions he, he never had a mom or dad. Nope. Uh, he's just an orphan who uh, a weird old man decided to take under his wing. And, uh, you know, make him be a chimney sweep, which is an insanely dangerous job for a child. Uh, Oh, yeah, they all died. They had (laughs) problems with their balls. It's not good. (laughs) Yeah, so it's an insanely dangerous job for a child to be doing, uh, especially one that has no other comprehension of anything else in the world. He never even, uh, this kid never even saw the country. He He never saw, like, outside the city. No. And later on, I mean, it's it's jumping ahead, but it's to that point. Someone may or may not give him a cake, 
And he just asks what it says because he can't read. Oh, man. Yeah, he can't read. He also can't swim, though when he was underwater, he swam pretty well. So slightly confused there. Well, um, didn't a salmon teach him how to swim? I thought I was told that. I forgot if I missed it or not, but he said that at one point later yeah, on. But it like happened so quickly. I, guess. I mean, he was just, he was well, just you, swimming all of a sudden. Yeah, you know why he can swim, though, man. Well, yeah, we'll get, we'll get. Spoiler alert. We'll, okay, we'll, fine. We'll, because we'll there's a reason why it's in his bones, in his blood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I honestly it's couldn't. what he is. I couldn't believe that he, he was, in fact, a water baby. Yep, which is just like. How? How? How is he a water baby? How? That's did why he... he has no family. He just was. He just. And then he made it. He just, he just made it to land. He made it to land one day, and then some creepy old man was like, "You're coming with me." Yeah, he found a kid by a river, and he's like, "I got a job for you, river kid. Steal things for me, and I'm gonna put you in this chimney." Yeah, clean. Act like we're cleaning the chimneys, but really steal things for me. Just what a good. Yeah, Mr. Grimes. That's the character. That's that character's name, Mr. Yeah, they they said his name a bunch of times, but I don't know what his. I forget what his helper's name was. That guy. As if Grimes wasn't scummy enough, his teammate was worse. Oh yeah, for sure. His um, his name was was it Slad? Slad, I believe that was his. Well, didn't know that. It's a cool name. What's your name? Slad. All yeah, right. I'm Probably pretty your sure. Name. Pretty sure that was his. Uh, was that was that character's name? Uh, there was also. I mean, speaking of character names, there is a woman in this movie whose name is Mrs. Do as you would bed bed one by. Which character was that? Uh, the one who is also the old crone, also Mrs. Trip, also woman in black, also Water Baby's gatekeeper. Yeah, I mean, she's early on. I was like, is she a supernatural being? I'm like, oh, yeah, she is a supernatural being. Yeah, I mean, like, she was giving these evil looks and just making things happen. And, and, uh, but yeah, one of her names was Mrs. Do as you would be bed one by. That's all one word. Do as you would be bed one by. Say, all right. Whoever decided uh, they're going to come up with that, I I have no idea. Uh, also, that one guy who was like basically um, Ellie's like uncle or whatever. Yeah, he's like the, he's like a justice. Yeah, his name was Masterman. Well, that's a cool name. <laughs> I thought they said something else for his name, but apparently not. I'm okay with going with Masterman. That's fine with me. <laughs> Uh, so but like early on, yeah, well, early on it was, uh, cause, um, oh, wait, no, I'm flip-flopping the names. Masterman was his partner. Oh, that was Masterman. Yes, that was Masterman. I was mixing up the actors. I apologize. Sir John oh, was apologies. her uncle. Sir, Sir John was her uncle's name. That feels better. Slad was the guy who, um, who was like their like gatekeeper guy? Gotcha. So there we go. There's the the confusion of names that don't really matter because it's, it was hard to keep track of anybody's names other than Tom and Ellie and Mr. Grimes. Yeah, because they said Mr. Grimes like eighty million times. Yes, there was a lot of things they said eighty million times, and uh, that was one of them. 
Uh, the other one yeah. being High Cockalorum, something I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Uh, it was a song that they sang about High Cockalorum. Uh, I did not. Who is they? Everybody. I mean, this that song was sung so many different times by so many different people, and even Above, towards the. Ab- Oh, below Above water. water, below water. Um, but even at the end yeah. of the movie, it's even being played. Like the music of it is being played in like celebration. Yeah, I wrote something down. Where like that's gonna be in my head after I pass out tonight. Just that I song. Room. Yeah, like I said before, you almost can't say it without a, without some sort of accent there. And I looked up, and I had to look up what high cockalorum means. It just means like. Uh, being like at the top of your game, like being high on like life, that kind of thing. It was like a thing I guess people would say in like a Brit in like a British uh, uh, like a recess type game. Kids would say it. High cockalorum was the thing they said. I mean, words used to be so much crazier, but I guess words are crazy all the time. <laughs> they're just they're just less crazy when you're in the moment. But I honestly like had a really. I mean, there's a lot of times in this movie I had a hard time understanding some people, but when they were saying that, I was like, what the fuck are they saying? What is hi? And I was just like, I don't know what this other word is. I don't know. I've never heard this word. I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking about this word. I don't know what it is. Uh, But yeah, like a lot of the people in this movie, very thick accents um, and the auto-generated subs on YouTube. No help for those. uh, No help for those accents. Yeah, it says it's just saying dubbing, it's not yeah, correct. Yeah, dubbing English, but is it? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, it was uh, not not right. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention one thing. In that uh, market, there was those guys that were just bare knuckle fighting in the middle of all of it. You're pretty awesome. Then Tom let his dog get in the way, so they kind of threw that guy up. That's why that guy lost. Well, yeah, fucking Tom. He got he got tripped up with his toward, but I mean. I'm never gonna say poor Tom because like Tom's got a tough life. That's not good. Yeah, Tom, it's not it's not fun. It's not a fun um, fun life. It's a good thing is he has a heart of gold because that's why he gets that's why he gets to live a good life in the end. Spoiler alert, because he's a good guy. I mean, yeah, he is a good guy. He might you know be mixed up with the wrong crowd, but he has a good heart and he he means well. He doesn't realize that stealing is bad. Nobody probably ever told him that he might feel like it's bad he might like in his bones and deep down in his bones he feels i'm sure i'm sure he knows that you're supposed to pay for things but he's just like we can get away with this this is what we do yeah it's just i just steal from everybody all the time and i take a weird glimpses at had uh bodiless women why did that even why did the scene even happen that was the just to see that it was that woman so we could see yeah she's been watching yeah she's been watching tom all along yeah yeah it was just a weird scene, just like it's just setting the tone of this marketplace and this, this weird bazaar. You know, it's yeah, it it made sense in the end, but at throughout the most of the movie, I was I kept thinking about like why did they have that headless woman saying like he didn't do anything when he went in there. He just like oh he saw that she wasn't but did she actually did have a body? I was like all right okay mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, what was, and then like this scene, this movie just kept being weird because when you didn't realize that that actress was playing multiple parts, um, just like I said, she is the, uh, like that old crone, like the old migrant worker. But I didn't know that that was 
you know, what's going on there. Cause like, and then like, I even wrote down like, what was this weird scene with this fallen migrant, migrant worker? Like it was, yeah, weird. cause that, that's when Tom, that's like the test. Like Tom stops and helps her, which means he cares for other people. So he's deserving of what he potentially could get offered to him later. He's a good guy. Yeah. He does help the, does help her up. And then uh, all of a sudden she just disappears and you're like, well, yeah. well I guess this is yeah. just a random woman on the ground and she decided to disappear. And magic test dude magic test yeah and i and i like how before they even went into the mansion to clean it they were already being like they already look shady and shady as hell that they're already like yeah don't we better not see you leaving here with more than you came in with yeah because they knew they're sketchy as yeah they're just the vibe i mean but again because that lady's magical and she's like we know what you're about yeah we know we know we know we we need to chase you out of the house so you can jump into the river and people think that you committed suicide. It's tough. Literally for most of this movie, there's a group of people that thought they witnessed Tom's dead. They yes. thought they witnessed a child commit suicide. Yeah. And, and he does, he does make the choice. It wasn't like they chased him in and he tripped. He decides the choice. He chooses to escape by jumping in the water just to see what'll happen. Yeah, and they're even trying to tell him like, "Hey, nothing like we understand. We know we know you didn't steal anything. We we understand. We it's okay. Like just come with us." And uh nope. Tom doesn't Tom doesn't buy it. He doesn't buy it. <laughs> doesn't. I feel like in that situation in that world in that time, um maybe you should try maybe you know did you like how Thomas didn't know? Because he goes into he's cleaning chimneys. He falls on a chimney. He falls down that chimney, by the way, and he would die. Yes. He would have been dead. Oh, he's okay. He he was he slid down. <laughs> and then he finds then he finds Ellie, the girl of his dreams. And in that room, he doesn't know who Jesus is. No, yeah, there's a weird the yeah, Jesus God talk scenario where Tom doesn't. Who's know. that? And he's... she's like, "That's Jesus." <laughs> No idea. Yeah, there was a yeah, it was a weird Jesus God talk scenario. Yeah, and he was just like, I don't. And also, right before that, when they when he's talking about how his parents died, uh, or not died, how he never had parents. Ellie is like, well, my mom and dad died on how they were on holiday and they died. And Tom goes, that's not much of a holiday, right? I was like, whoa, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I think I wrote down like, what the hell, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's just like, oh, yeah, I guess. Like, how am I supposed to feel now that you just said this horrible thing about my poor parents who passed away, and now I'm living with my aunt and uncle in this giant mansion? I wonder if her parents were rich. They probably were. Oh, her, oh, I'm sure, yeah, part of the same family, right? One of the very few families that had, like, tons of money back in yeah. 1850. Well, it's just part of the aristocracy, you know, part of the elite. Yeah. Yeah. Nobleman. Nobleman. Yeah. So, uh, and I just love how shitty, like, uh, how many other, I wonder how many other times they got caught stealing because like Grimes just like immediately blames Thomas. Oh, 100%. Like, just like, oh, I get caught. It's this kid. And then even at the time, I'm like, that's when like the maid sees him. And I'm like, what the fuck's with this evil maid staring at? Like, I thought she was like evil or something. I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, I was like, what does this, what powers does this maid have? Cause she's like, run boy, run. And well, she like, was winking at Tom earlier after she scolded those guys not to steal. So like, you know, she's like a good person, you know? 
She's not going to come after Tom. She's on Tom's side. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. And then she's like, can telepathically like talk to him. Run, boy, run. Also, you know what? Uh, you were saying something that was repeated a lot in this movie. Uh, another line that was repeated a lot in that f- sequence right there was, Stop, thief! Stop, thief! Oh, yeah, everybody's after a thief. Yeah, no one, this is parrot talk. Repetitive, they couldn't, they're just all in the same, like, like they're robots that were activated. Yeah, because they, they've, like, they, like, I just imagine, like, 1850, these, like, rich, uppity people... They don't know really how to deal with things like that. And so that's their way of dealing with it is like just thinking that yelling stop thief will work. Try to intimidate, have to try. Like it's not even intimidating. Just yelling in a nice way. Stop thief. Stop thief. Like it's just it's just like, you know, like you think about nowadays, like rich people or whatever being, you know, out of touch here and there, whatever. But I feel like back then, like people the class separation was so drastic that there's they're, they're just that out of touch with reality that thinking that just yelling stop thief and the person will yes. s- immediately because they're so they get everything handed to them that a person stealing from them will just go okay i'll stop you got yeah, me like, you see you got me yeah they're, they're just basically like alarms going off they're just basically like you know there's a thief here Thief. That's all, stop that's thief. all it is. Stop, yeah. stop thief. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then I and I was really surprised when Ellie tells her uncle like what happened, and he immediately believes her. It's a good game. Yeah, how often does... Well, I mean, I guess it does happen, but, like, the trope is no one believes the kid. Right, yeah. Usually it's like, okay, yeah. Oh, whatever. Why is this other guy who's, like, an adult and, like, why is, why, why is he lying? Is usually the scenario, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's immediately like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I also think he could, if anyone told him anything, he just believes what he said, no matter not to give take away credit from Ellie. But what, if anyone just tells him something, he just believes it. He's naive again, out of touch. Yeah, he trusts people. Yeah, he did not believe a word Tom said at the end of the movie. Well, no, right. Well, I mean, Tom was going great, but he he accepted. He's like, all right, whatever. It's a good story. Yeah, that he was a for being somebody who's some sort of like in charge or some sort of like justice or whatever he was in judge or whatever he was in charge of or whatever he was doing. Yeah, he was a kind of a doofus. He's just kind of like a bumbling. No, he's totally a doofus. With that, that checks out too. Right. Yeah. Like again, being out of touch. Like this is. I only know this this one way of life, this only thing. Everything else is just either be, just so below me that it's out, just doesn't exist. So it's just uh, yeah, just out of his out of his whole mind. But like you know, this whole this this whole part that we've been talking about right now is fully live action, and up until this point, it you know it is, and then Tom we mentioned Tom jumping into the water, and when he turned jumps into the water. It, it, it things get trippy. It's yeah, it's time. It's like a full animated, like uh, almost reminded the animation kind of almost reminded me of like um, Yellow Submarine a little bit. Seventies, right? Yeah, was that sixties or seventies? Seventies, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, so Yellow like, Submarine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like that kind of like similar art style ish a little bit, just like that rougher kind of like not Disney like polished um, art style there. Sure. Um, but yeah, so immediately just like he jumps in the he jumps in the water. Also, I love that the dog jumped in with him. 
And the dog it's, is just also underwater, breathing. The dog's, dog's, not, got, a wa- dog's not a water baby. Yep. No, so, he's a water dog. So that's not, they don't, they don't explain that. Uh, Tom, it uh, makes sense why Tom can breathe underwater eventually because he's a water baby. But um, he is, that's what we that's what we learn. But he's like, oh, we just accept that, huh? All right. Well, I mean, you got to accept something for him to be able to breathe this entire time without it just being like. I do like how my my bizarre questions I had about the things that I was like, is this just supernatural? Is that this? And every answer was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> yep, confirmed, no debate, yep. That woman is magical. He is a water baby. That's why he breathes underwater, in case you were curious. And that's the end of that. That's what he, he can just do all those things. You know what this kind of reminded me of is the that movie we watched, The Great Land of Small. Sure. Only with like that, in, as opposed to in that, there wasn't like an animated crazy world. There was like a real crazy world. But kind of like they go, you know, the kids are trying to get away and they go to this other place or whatever. Uh, but yeah, there's like just talking river creatures everywhere. Um, also, Tom mentions in that uh, right right after he jumps in the water, he mentions that he's never had a bath. So he can't. He can't, of course not. He can't read. He has no concept no. of anything beyond the city. Because um, he, I mean, he's basically he, just a living tool. Yeah, that they get to use, yeah, and they he, just. Keep him in like a closet and don't let him interact with anything except stealing and chimneys. Nope. And he's never had a bath ever. Nope. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then you, there's a lot of interesting, weird creatures, uh, down in the, in the river there. Um, can kind of confusing. Um, some would be river creatures, uh, but so eventually he goes to the ocean ish kind of bleeds. Into it's, the... it's all magic. Yeah. Because like, you know, you have like, Certain like the like the otters, those creepy otters that attack yeah. Tom, uh, they would be in a river. But then you have things like lobsters and seahorses and sharks and swordfish and all sorts of stuff like yeah. that. So, um, it's uh it's definitely and then one one of the more trippier. There's a couple really trippy parts, and one of them is when it starts raining on the surface. The entire yeah. river just gets like crazy. Yeah, like out of control. But I did think that he maybe went to like some area where the river went into the ocean or something. I don't know. That could be dead wrong. But um, he be he before he ends up making a lot of friends. A lobster being one of them. Um, they become quick friends. Uh, in yeah, the uh, Scottish lobster. Scottish lobster. The lobster en- ends up telling him actually about how e- how evil these sharks, the sharks are in the water. Uh, they're like medieval looking sharks. They have like chainmail on. Yeah, they're knights and kings, and they're crazy. Um, the one main shark, though, giant mustache, very creepy oh, guy. Yeah. yeah, well, that's that's you know, whenever you see a shark with a mustache, you know he's evil. Right, and then uh, speaking of creeps, though, the, one of the creepiest people are people creatures in this movie. Oh, the, I almost want to say people because they had arms. All of these creatures had arms, like people arms. Well, that's yeah. How else can they hold stuff? <laughs> Duh. Duh. Wouldn't it be funny if like you're watching like finding finding Nemo and like the fish and all the sharks and everything just had people yeah. arms? Just had human arms? Yeah. It's, I mean, hey. I'm sure they talked about it. Yeah, so everybody had like human they were slight they were like that was like the only anthropomorphic like aspect right. of the other than them talking, the only other aspect of them being like slightly human was having arms. Other than that, 
they were fully at what they what they were. Yeah, in this podcast, we've seen a, a lot of interesting decisions to you know humanize animals. A lot of a lot of cute choices the past couple of weeks here. <laughs> like, do you do you make him more human, more animal? Or just give him these arms. He's a creature. It's fine. Right. Yeah. So, um, but the one of the creepiest ones was the seahorse. I don't remember that character's name necessarily. Um, oh, Terrence, Terrence, the seahorse. Um, good name for a seahorse. Yeah. Super creepy though. He like is like tormenting them as they go into his like boat he's living in and like creeping them out. And then he's just like, Oh, I'm fine. And he's just like, but it's like, and then he complains though about being so lonely. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe if you're not such a fucking creep, right. And you don't try to scare people off. Maybe you wouldn't be so alone. You can't go around complaining about this if you're if you're the cause of it. That's the curse that he is, has to deal with. <laughs> That's his curse, Terrence. Yeah, his, Terrence his, is a curse. His curse is to be annoying and then complaining he has no friends without realizing. But maybe that's a defense mechanism. Maybe if he's annoying, then he gets to complain about being lonely as opposed to no one liking and not liking him for who he really is. Maybe he wasn't, he wasn't really an, uh, being annoying. He was more so he's, just uh, scaring oh, I people thought he was off. Annoying. Oh, he was. No, I mean, he was annoying. I meant when he was being creep, like creepy and like scary, whatever. He wasn't really being yeah, annoying. Yeah, same difference. He's um, just a guy. But, but real rocker. quick, though, um, that's my uh, new band name, by the way. Terrence's Curse. Perfect. I like it. <laughs> Logo is just a seahorse. Makes no sense to anyone. Yeah, seahorse with arm with human arms, with a guitar. <laughs> That's a good one. The, the album title, the first, uh, the title of the first album will be called uh, Ecstasy. Because he mentioned that one at one point in time. He mentioned sure. Ecstasy. That's is that the first song or the first album? Uh, that's the first album. The hit, the hit single will definitely be High Cockalorum. Sure. They, and I, one I one track it. is just called Why? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Why? And then there'll be a ballad called um, uh, like just like lonely. Basically, yeah, that'll be like I'm so lonely or something along those lines. And then something about a something about a you know, a, you know, well, name some of his other friends. Uh oh, some of the other friends. So yeah, you had something about, a, something about a fancy swordfish. So yeah, you had. Uh, well, some of them didn't have cool names like Killer Shark and Electric Eel and Polar Bear. Uh, but you had Claude the Swordfish. He was a French sword swordfish. Wait, that's his nationality? I couldn't tell. <laughs> Claude is crazy. And then uh, you also had, there was the Salmon. There was Jock the Lobster. Uh, Terrence the Seahorse. Cyril the Walrus. I don't know how he got a name and the Polar Bear didn't get a name. Right? Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, very, very odd. So, yeah, there were a lot of different uh, little friends and creatures he, he met down there. And uh, But, yeah, the first song, one of the really the only songs they sing in the whole movie is High Cockalorum. Oh, there's two songs that get sung, but one of them being High Cockalorum many times. And he, literally what I was writing down, I'm just like, what is this song? High what? I don't just... Um, but, yeah, it's just... Uh, and then, you know, it's funny because, like, there's only really one other part in this movie. I don't know. I, I think it was around this time. This might be why I thought of it is like when they go back to Ellie, it's like only like for like a short amount of time. And the rest of the movie just is mainly animated until the very end. Yeah. Well, they have to cut back to Ellie as she writes in her diary about how Tom is dead. Yeah. I watched, oh I watched this, my new friend, Tom, I watched him kill himself. 
Uh, because yeah, he's he, dead. Because he was accused of stealing uh, from our house. So I watched him jump in the rapid, the raging river. Yeah. At one point, it seemed like so, kind of calm, and then in the next second, it was like raging. Yeah, it's a lot going on down there. <laughs> and then Miss, what was her name? Mrs. Till? Trill? Trip, her name? I believe. Her Trip, name? that's what it's... Yeah, and then she sees Tom in the mirror, and then she sends a message to him. Because she's magical. Yeah, because again, yeah, it's like, oh, she's making Tom appear in the mirror so that Ellie can see that he's still alive. I guess. Maybe give him some more help then. If you can do that, what else can you do for this man? Yeah. He's struggling. Instead of Tom like, is struggling. She, she also showed up because she kept showing up like in black and she showed up before he jumped in. Then he, she was like giving him a look like, do it, do it. Yeah. She was just wanting him to go back to his home. To get him back. Well, she home. wanted, yeah, she wanted him to fulfill his destiny. He had, to, he had to do these things, because if he wasn't in the water when the water babies get kidnapped, then they wouldn't have been saved. So he had to do his. This was his role, right? So that was that was his purpose. He had to, his he, Luke Skywalker moment. Yeah, he had to. He, his destiny was to find the water babies and eventually save them. Uh, the water babies, though, when they go to the, like, I guess, world under the yeah. water where the water babies live, holy shit. It's just a pure acid trip. It's tough, man. <laughs> the song they're singing, and it's just like so... I almost didn't like missed them say that Tom was a water baby because I was so like enthralled with everything. Like I was so distracted by everything else going on. That like yep. I almost missed the moment of them just like saying that he's a water baby. Which again, it's also the story about, you know, just an orphan kid who wants to find his place in the world, you know, who is he really? This is his and this is his heritage. He is, in fact, a water baby. <laughs> a water baby. Um, and then one thing, you know, that the water babies they have to deal with a couple things down there, one being sharks. Uh, they, which you feel like if they got taken so easily this time, how has this not happened prior or earlier? The sharks finally just got up enough courage to do it this time or seemed pretty easy. It didn't seem like it was much of a a hard task to accomplish, to kidnap the water babies. They didn't really put up much of a fight. No, because they're babies. They're just kids. You know, like they can't fight, you know, like they're, that's just literally what they are. Right. But why. like, if this woman is like the keeper of the water babies, why isn't, again, why isn't she helping them? She can help Tom, like she can send Tom these telepathic messages and all these other things and clearly has some of the connection to the water babies. But like, why? She's not, I'm not going to help them, even though she has clearly more powers than anybody else. Hey, didn't I, right. And speaking of like people who have lots of power, Tell me if I'm wrong, if I misheard. Wasn't Tom sent to the Kraken so the Kraken could help them save the water babies? Yes. And then when he's there, the Kraken is like, I'll help you if you save the water babies by yourself and your friends. <laughs> then I'll like, what? And then yeah. like it seems then later on it's like almost retcon that like, oh, he's actually just gonna give him get him back to land. But that's not why Tom initially sought sought him out. He sought him out to get help to save the babies. Yeah, because then yeah, the, right away they're like, oh, you know, the there's the kraken, and and uh, right away I'm like, whoa, we get to see the kraken. That's kind of cool. Like, yeah, but he's also yeah, he's actually just Poseidon. He's just Neptune. He's Neptune. He's, a water he's Neptune. He's also Poseidon, but really he's the kraken. 
Right. That's the name he likes. He likes to be called the Kraken. <laughs> and he's a and he's kind of a good guy, but kind of a dick. He's a god, so I mean that's you know that's how that works out. Yeah, but I, but, but he like, also has a walrus and a polar bear working for him. Yeah, underwater. What polar, polar bear? Polar bear underwater. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I know ice is water. I just don't understand why the army of polar bears. Literally, and walrus. it's weird to say this about this movie, but everything else made sense. It did. I mean, it does, and it does in its own little even like water babies, world. like magical yeah. people under the water. Yeah, mermaids. Sure. Whatever that that is checks, but no, a walking ta- a wa- a, bear, a polar bear that's walking on two legs, also wearing pants, once, correct, and a scarf, and who also can breathe underwater. It's also, kind of reminded me of like the polar bear that's like on the isn't it like ices, don't ices or yeah, he's very similar or yeah. one of those yeah. ice uh, slurp, icy, slurpy yeah. type drinks that they have the. All right, so like. The shark has the water babies in the castle. And the reason why I mentioned this, I mean, obviously, you know, because, of course, we both watch these things. But it seems like a, a huge oversight for the sharks to have a castle where ice can just get dropped on it and wreck it completely. Right. It seems like a huge oversight. They didn't plan for that. There's well, just ice up there that can get knocked know, down. Who knows what kind of plans were in place? Because, like I said, it, it was very easy to kidnap the water babies, yet they decided to finally just now do it. They're, they're, they're not good. They're not good at planning many things, uh, especially plans to kidnap the water babies for whatever reason. We never really know a reason why. Nope, they're just, they just, get they're just evil. Yep, just evil sharks, right? No motivation, just to be bad guys. Yeah, and, and then, like you were saying, Neptune, uh, Poseidon, Kraken, whatever you want to call him, he's like, Tom's like, Oh, well, can you help us? He's like, sure, but here's your choices. You can go back and be with Ellie, or I can save the water babies. You're like. Did he even give that ultimatum or did he just show him like a golden ball? No, he showed him the ball and he showed Ellie and he said, like, you can go back here or you can save the water babies. And then he's like, well, I want to save the water babies, which is like, is this another test? Like that he has a good heart. Yes, and, it is. Yeah, and then he's like, and then the Kraken's like, "Well, there's something else you you have to do." And Tom, and then Tom's like, "Well, you didn't say that." And he goes, "Well, I can say things after." Yeah, he's like, "This is what I want." <laughs> I just love that he said that. I yeah. can say things after. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Cool, just wrecking what you just said, what you just agreed to. Yeah, what and then, a nice guy. And yeah, then he's like, and then so he says like, "I'll either save the water babies or save you. Those are your choices." And so he goes, okay, save the water babies. And then he goes, ah, wait, I want you to defeat the sharks and the eels. Yeah, he that's what to like, me you can, yeah. Yeah, that's what you were like, while well, I'm just getting back to what you were saying, is like, right. So yeah. like he gives them the choice to, I'll save one of these two things. He, like, so he went, the reason he went there, like you were saying, yeah, was for this. He says, yes. okay, this is a, uh, this is true, but you had to choose. Yeah. But now, no, you have to, have, you had to do it. Yeah, it's, it's do it yourself. And then he's like, oh, but you can have help with your friends. Thanks. <laughs> That's what I would have had to do anyways. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Literally, it doesn't even matter. And the Kraken oh, then... is not even in the original story. Whatever. They added the, they added the subplot with the shark and the Kraken. Listen, the sharks oh, right. and the Kraken aren't even in the original story. Everything else is like pretty dead on, I guess. 
Okay. But the the Kraken, I don't know what what that replaced in the um no, in the book. Speaking speak, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that'll be on the BMB movie you know, book club. There you go. Well, speaking yeah. of the book club, uh, most modern editions of the book have an inscription on the copyright page that reads, a number of references that would have little meaning or purpose for children today have been omitted from this edition, which is, however, in all other respects, exactly as Charles Kingsley wrote it. And that was put there in 1940, in the 1940s. So what nonsense did they take out? I don't know what, what horrible things were removed I mean, that they thought was horrible in 1940. So I'm either thinking cause the way it's phrased, it says has little meaning or purpose for the children of today. So I'm either thinking it's bad stuff or just references that are so dated from a hundred years, <laughs> or, you know, almost a hundred years because right. it was like 1863. So coming uh-huh. up pretty close on a hundred years, like, um, like the date, the references are just so dated that they're like, nah, let's just take these out and like change these references so that right. kids in the 40s still read them. would yeah. be okay with it. So that's how damn old the But yeah, the other the other thing I was thinking in my head was like you, like what kind of horrible shit from the right. 1863 that was like <laughs> most most kids weren't being chimney sweepers, so like they took out a lot of this hard life stuff. I don't know. Yeah, they uh they were calling chimney sweeps some horrible things or something. Um, or just a kid, just a kid being 10 years old in 1940 and like having to grapple with going to work. Well, I mean, I they left that the, part. They left that part in. No, but I mean like even like the more intricate details about, Oh yeah. They, the, work, the, yeah. The, who knows what yeah, else right? was involved. Um, just ima- Again, we're left to imagine. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a weird, a weird thing that that happened with this book that you know you see sometimes things getting taken out because it's bad but this one was just like eh, kids won't get these things so let's take this stuff out right this is basically different language i wonder so i wonder how many ol- other older books that were for children that that's happened to it's, it's kinda, a good question something to look into yeah something interesting to, to find yeah. out but yeah like you said tom you know he enlists the help of his friends and uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious what's what's going to happen from there. It's like it's not like they're going to lose. No, but they just drop ice on them and they win. So that's nice to know. Yeah, it's not even like a, I wrote down they won in quote unquote epic fashion because yeah, it's they not, just it's not cleaned really, house. It's not, yeah, they just clean house and the, but all they really do is just ice drops all over the sharks and, and the sharks. and they that even instigates a shark eel civil war and they destroy half the castle by themselves. Right. There's a lot going on there. And then what do you do when you win? You sing High Cockalorum again. What else would you do? And this time the water babies are singing with them, so it's makes little, it makes it a lot better. Makes little, it real nice. A little different this time. <laughs> I wish we could have seen more water babies come out of the water at the end than just Tom just climbing out of the river. Seeing some people's reaction to that. All these children, apparently, apparently normal. But like, how would the how do the water babies exist? Oh, Corey. Because they're like big, these they're, are bigger questions that we have no answers. They're basically to. humans, and why don't they? Do they grow up to be any bigger? Do they grow up to be people? Was that Mrs. Tripp? Was she a water baby? That's a good question. And when they become adults, they like get crazy powers. Maybe yeah. Maybe they're magical. They roam around because the I Earth. didn't because I didn't see any adults down in, under the water. No, they just exist. Strictly just bait water babies. It's true. So, 
It's kind of uh, kind of interesting, but yeah, I, when Tom and then it sucks for Tom. He returns to the real world, immediately confronted by Grimes. Yeah, this now he has to fight another bad guy. Like he comes back a hero, but he smarts. He mouths off to Grimes, so he's like an adult. You know, he's he's got some, uh, you know, he's got some some strength behind him now. He's like, I ain't dealing with this. I battle the Shark King. Yeah, but then even even though the like. You know he's he's got the attitude, and you know he's got like some like thoughts on what he's gonna do to like, you know, make sure that they get caught this time. The freaking master man. You like that? He says, "I'm gonna break your dog's neck <laughs> if you rat us out." Isn't that cool? <laughs> so Tom's like, "All right, I have to I have to at least get my dog," and then these guys are over. Yeah. Good he's thing he's gonna break my. Good dog's thing neck. the dog was away from them by the time he like decided to throw that knight like outfit on top of them. Yeah, that was a good metaphor because Tom was the knight, I guess. Right. I don't sure. Know. Yeah, he's the knight. He's a hero now. He's yeah. been he's been to Mordor and he came back. Yeah, and he, he he's, he's two scumbags. He's the hero. He makes them get caught. I guess they go to jail. I don't know what happens to them. Put what if to, they took him out to back death. and just shot yeah, him? Yeah, put to death, shot him, I don't what know. If they just got sh- what if that was the pan, they pan out and they're just like hanging like from a tree? Oh my God. Or like a gallows. Well, yeah, they took care of the- Like, I don't know if they need to be, maybe just disciplined, maybe not murder. Yeah, they could have just thrown him in, thrown in jail. They were scum. But, right. So, but yeah, and then all, and then it's like, it's like, Tom lives with Ellie now. Yeah, he gets his wish. Another movie where like, the guy just gets his wish. He gets to this little kid gets to live with this other equally aged girl, and but like there's a thing for. Her. Then like her dad, uncle is like, "You're like my son." Like okay, <laughs> yeah. And then now, they, like, do they eventually have a relationship? But yes. they're like not. Nah, but they're like almost brother and sister. It's kind of weird. Uh, and that's and that's also when Tom tells the story of what happened to him, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, is just, this kid. Everyone's reaction is the best. Like. Okay. Because even Ellie's like, okay. And he's um, like, no, come out. Let me show you the water babies. Yeah, which is like, she's he has like, to show her, right. like, to prove his story. And then the, the lady in black, she shows up again at the end doing another yeah. creepy thing. And, yeah. like, imagine Ellie's reactions. Like, hey, that's the my nanny maid lady. And now she's right. like this creepy other thing. It was like a weird sequence because it flashed all her different like personalities, and then she was dressed in the black costume, like on the waterbed. Yeah, like or, or right there, just like by the water with them, and it was just like, what the fuck? And then they just kind of laugh and run and back to the castle. They're like, oh well, that well, was fun. Well, yeah, like oh, you're some of the creatures talk to me. They don't really show them again. They just hear hear the voices coming out of the river. Oh yeah, because that's they've that's that's done, right? I thought it would maybe even cut. I like that it didn't cut back to them though. I like that it was kind of still like the separate. It wasn't jumping between worlds. Well, yeah, because they didn't have the technology to do like uh, Roger Rabbit style, you know, with the animated characters on them. Well, they kind of did though, because at the time, no one's Pete's Dragon. I was just gonna what say Pete's Dragon is like the same thing, a hybrid movie, but there's a fully animated dragon the entire movie with people. So yes, that's around but I mean, the same time, 70s, right? Yeah, but that was one dragon, and this was a slew of... They could have just had one character pop through. Yeah. You hear the voices. I've been like, hey, I'm... I'm blah, blah, blah. I think that would break... Their, I think Earth would fall apart if that happened. <laughs> or they could have just had somebody like holding it, like, 
in the water, like like there's like a lobster, like a real lobster Aye. out out of the water, just like flopping around, like. Yeah, a lobster and a seahorse just in the river in yeah, England. Almost like in SpongeBob when they come out of the water. Sometimes yeah. they used, they would just be like it would literally just be whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, also by the way that girl who plays Ellie, she was the uh, nude girl in the artwork for the Led Zeppelin "Houses of the Holy" album. Okay. In case you were uh, wondering about that. <laughs> I was not. Certainly was not. Well, now you know. Next time you see that album cover, you'll be like, oh, there's that girl um, on the cover of that Led Zeppelin album. Yep. This girl at one point thought that her friend was dead and put it in her diary. And then she's climbing on rocks naked on a Led Zeppelin album cover. Anyways. Maybe at least she didn't get mad like the Nirvana kid. Different time. I think that kid was just that guy was just trying to get some money. I mean, you know. I guess well, I mean that's what you're supposed to do, right? In America? Uh, it's get uh, some money. It's my dick on there. It's diff it's my image. It's I don't know. That was wasn't that his like whole thing not long ago? I guess. He was like Sounds... upset, like people can see my baby dick. Yeah, it's like you were well it's like, well <laughs> I don't know what I mean it's you maybe be, I have no maybe idea. Be, be mad at your parents and not like Dave Grohl and the uh, Kurt Cobain estate. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I've, I did find some interesting reviews for this movie. I bet you uh, did. So there's uh there's uh, we'll, we'll kind of go. We'll start at the top more. We'll work our way down. Here's one. Ten out of ten. Absolutely horrid. Well, yep. Ten out of ten out of ten stars. Oh, that's that. That's true. Do they not? They think ten is the worst, huh? I don't know. So it says, "Okay, whoever invented this film hates humanity and wants wow. to see all uh, them all slit their throats." This film was absolute and utter filth. What the heck was up with the weird old bags? Bags eyes. Seriously, was she on some sort of horrible drug? And then she, like, just thought she could control people. She was running around with her freaking evil eye. And it was like, what? Do I have a booger hanging out of my nose? What are you staring at? Are you, like, the sea witch or something? All in all, I thought that the graphics were top-notch old chap. For that alone, I'll give it a 10. But just cover your ears when you're watching it. The pure and complete evil that comes from that film will make your ears bleed and eyelids fall off. Oh my God. Who knows? You might even get a knot in your small intestine. You better watch out, fools. That was, that was one of the scariest reviews we've read. Very specific threat. Was it a threat? Yeah, the beginning when it says whoever invented this film hates humanity and wants to see them yeah. all slit their throats. Yikes. Yeah, and he yikes. was so concerned about the uh the you know, evil the woman in black or the maid or whatever you want to call her. He was so it's concerned. like you're writing a tiny review. It's amazing what people choose to emphasize. <laughs> all right. Here's another one. Seven out of ten stars. Do okay. not, do not show this film to your kids. 
I first saw this film when I was about six-ish. My grandma thought sure. it would be a nice kiddies film to entertain me and keep me occupied. However, every time I watched it, I had nightmares the same night. Yes, it masquerades as a kid's film, but even now I find find it really dark in places, particularly the haunting music that is played each time the guardian angel woman is on the screen and her rather hypnotic eyes and voice. The actual baddies of the film, i.e. the sharks, Mr. Grimes, etc., didn't scare me at all. I just always found the whole film rather creepy and dark. This is obviously something I can appreciate now that I'm 21 years old, but speaking from experience, there is no way I would show it to my kids. Good. Exclamation point on the end of that. Great. Here's a here's the, my last review I have. It's a 1 out of 10 stars. So this is like a good review. Yeah. Buttock clenching but a clenchingly terrible. I don't think I've ever seen the word clenchingly before. But a clenchingly terrible. I loathe, despise, and hate this film with a passion that makes the red hot gates of hell look cold by comparison. It's nothing but a campy, frightening, and completely shoddy trip down memory lane to that oh so nasty time, the 70s. A decade I'm glad I wasn't a part of. If this absolute trite is all that was an, on offer. The animation is sickeningly dated, not least of all with its tacky, missing frames and characters with huge, bulbous heads. This film is an eyesore. From the knowing, snide nod to the parents with the freaking, freakily gay seahorse, with the freakily gay seahorse, and its camp hand motions and Kenneth William-esque voice to the overtly, unsubtly druggy anthem, High Cockalorum. This film, I'm sad to say, is one that was forced upon me as a child, and I've never fully recovered from the terror it cost me. This ghastly display of complete terribleness should carry an R rating certificate, so distributing it, it is in its contents. So oh, so disturbing it is in its contents. Sorry, that's right. Yikes! <laughs> All right, guy, well, that's not good. Guy has some uh, some issues uh, going on there. Some slight homophobic uh, issues going on there. Not good. It's definitely not good. <laughs> no, not a good review. No, none of none of these none of these were very positive about the film. Other than the one guy gave it a ten just for the animation. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. There you go on that. So, uh, next week on the podcast, we're, we're, we're winding into that episode 400 range. It's getting close. Uh, I figured we're, you know, you know, we'll see what happens once we get through these 10 films into, onto 400 and what the state of the podcast is at that point. Absolutely. Um, could be building to something. Could be building to something. Could be, you know, we'll see what's, we'll see what's going on. It's 400 episodes. It's a lot. Um, we got some time, so yeah. we, we got so uh, I want to kind of ramp things up in this in these in these in these ten episodes leading to four hundred, whatever four hundred and beyond ends up meaning. Uh, I wanted to make these matter the most, uh, so I got some quite interesting uh, films lined up here for these next uh, few episodes. I'm sure, you do. Uh, so one movie that has always been on my Amazon Prime list for this specifically the Prime list I have for this podcast is, uh, you know, we watched some barbarian type movies in the past. 
Uh, this is one we've never watched, but I feel like one we always should have. And we couldn't even watch the sequel. I did find it on YouTube. I didn't know that it would be easily found on YouTube. We'll see at the time when we're ready to watch it, if we still can. Uh, but the movie I'm talking about is the 1982 uh, classic, The Beastmaster. That's fair. So it's it's been on there. We've not watched it. I do believe it was even turned into a TV series at some point in time. Uh, Beastmaster is good, but uh, the Beastmaster and the Be- oh, then Beast the Beastmaster Two is actually on YouTube. So maybe if we feel like wanting to watch Beastmaster Two, uh, we can we can do that. Otherwise, we can continue my list as is. So next week sure. on the podcast, uh, available on Amazon Prime Video, the Beastmaster from 1982, rated PG. So we'll have to see how that uh, the rating holds up to, to nowadays standards. It's tough. That might be tough. So. <laughs> so uh that's uh that's it for this week's episode of the b-movie breakdown i'm Corey. i am nick and come back next week for more of the best of the worst it's the best of the worst <laughs> <laughs>